Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast. I'm Jonathan. I'm Emily. And we are going to be talking about building stuff. Specifically, building stuff Ted Ausbach style. Ted Elspeck, you, you know Ted Elspeck, of course. You're yes, gangers. the name rings many bells. <laughs> um, so uh, for those people in the audience, if you've ever played One Night Ultimate Werewolf, that's probably your, um, uh, your, your most likely contact with him. But for those of us who are a little bit geekier, um, he's also designed a lot of other things. He did some expansions for an extremely unforgiving game called Age of Steam, but uh, also a couple of really neat sort of city building games or community building games or castle building games. Architecture games? Architecture games? Yeah, sure. Architecture, yeah, yeah, definitely. So the first is Suburbia. We're going to be talking about that today. On Wednesday, we're going to talk about sort of a spiritual sequel to Suburbia called Castles of Mad King Ludwig. And on Friday, we're going to kind of compare and contrast these two, give a sense of what they have in common and why Suburbia is totally better than Castles of Mad King Ludwig, despite the fact that it came out first. Um, (laughs) Did I say that out loud? Could have said it louder. I, I don't know if people really heard. Okay, good. But, That's fine. You know. Save that for the end. Everyone's entitled to their own opinions. Yep. So let's see. Suburbia. This is one that I get to bring out pretty often at the cafe, considering how uh, how game-ish it looks. I mean, it looks like it's a pretty geeky sort of thing. Do you bring this one out for, uh, for guests a lot? Uh, I haven't, no. Um, I've seen people grab it themselves. It's not necessarily something that I gravitate to. Um, but you're right. It does look... A little sterile, which I guess the suburbs are. So it's it, totally it, on theme, it right? It is appropriate that way. What do you think makes people want to actually pull this one off the shelves? Well, I always consider this to be like SimCity, the board game. Right. You know, you if you want to, you know, build a town, if you want to have to like manage your little little shops and places and your re- little natural resources and try to like make a bunch of people happy, then this is a great <laughs> game to play. Uh, I think it's actually a really good step up for people that like um, maybe maybe several steps up from Machikoro. Sure. Which has that same sort of like building a little resort build town. Stuff. Yeah, like building mm. stuff and trying to make it the best little town that ever towned. <laughs> And, uh, well, in this case, uh, each player's got their own little suburb around the same big city in the middle. So stuff that I build in my suburb can affect stuff that goes on in yours. Like if I build a fancy restaurant over here, then if somebody else builds another restaurant, they're going to start undercutting the prices and my income goes down. And if I build like a slaughterhouse and so on, every time anybody builds a restaurant, my income goes up because I'm providing food and stuff for it. But there's it's, it's not like we're all separately doing our own thing, at least it's not like we don't care about what the other players are doing. Mm-hmm. What you do actually matters a bit. Although it's not like a risk type thing where I'm going to send my soldiers to go and conquer your city. I, there is no conquering expansions, are there? Like, um, there is no suburbia takeover? Suburbia with troops? Yeah, no. <laughs> there are a couple of expansion sets, but none of which involve um, you know, actually sending soldiers to take over the other player's city, which would actually be kind of hilarious. Suburbia can, martial law? Yeah, imagine like the, the PTA faction try to take over from the, I don't know, the Botanical Association. I'd, I, I would, I'd, I'd play that game. I would, Ted Allspeck, are you listening? I'd, I, I want, like, damn it. This always happens when we talk about <laughs> things that we'd we like to see in these games. Better anyway. ways to make it meaner. It's always meaner, right? It pretty it's much never, is always meaner. We never come up with ways to make the game a more peaceful, enjoyable experience. It's like, how can my town ruin your town it's, and take all of its stuff and put it in my town and make my town bigger and better while yours burst Emily, are we dead people? I think we're bad people. We might be 
<laughs> right. So suburbia. Um, this is for two to four players. One and to four. Actually, it's true. You've got a solitaire variant as well, which is uh, which actually is kind of interesting. You just try to make the best score that you can. Um, See, that sounds pleasant. It, it does. It's true. Best town that ever towned, all by myself. <laughs> So um, you've got two things that you're keeping track of mostly in this game, your income and your reputation. You've got this nice little sort of board that, uh, that has a slider on it for that. And uh, on the little inserts on this board where you, you're going to put your little districts and stuff, your parks, your suburbs, your parking lots, your airports, you know, all these various different things. You sort of slot them in and fit them together nicely. Uh, and your income goes up and down as you do this, and your reputation goes up and down as you do this. So if you, you know, put together a mint or uh, you know, a, a, a office supply store or whatever, that's going to that's make your income go up. If you put together like a civic park or something else that costs money, that's going to make your income go down. Um, your reputation is something else. If you make schools and, and, uh, and, and parks and other nice things, that's going to make your go up if you set up landfills and radioactive waste sites and other things like that your reputation is going to go down and at the end of each turn you get an amount of money equal to your current income and you get an amount of people equal to your current reputation and people as points whoever has the most populous suburb at the end of the game wins simple right super simple <laughs> so all of the tiles that you're building here are like all of your things all of your airports and your skyscrapers and your parks they're all the same shape they're all these little like hexagons and they all come in different colors like types of thing right right so the yellow ones those are all industrial things uh, they tend to be good for income and bad for reputation. The gray ones are civic things, government buildings. The blue ones are corporate things, and the green ones are residential. And residential stuff tends to uh, tends to make your population larger, and you sort of fit them together like this sort of suburban honeycomb of you know cardboard hexagons sliding together. And every time you add a new thing, you attach to other things. Each of the different tiles has a different thing that it allows you to do once it exists there. Um, a lot of them gain you either income or reputation based on the things surrounding it. So, you know, for every green tile touching this particular tile, you'll get like one income more at the end of the turn. Right, like the uh, the fast food restaurant does that, I think. So if you set up lots of people living next to the fast food joint, then they'll all go there and buy burgers and your income goes up. <laughs> And similarly, if uh, you set up a, you know, your, your heavy factory, if there's people living, you know, residential next to that, then that's going to tank your income because the stinky factory makes it a bad place to live. And no one's going to want to buy a million dollar house next to a stinky factory. <laughs> but there's also stuff like on your personal board in your personal town that will change based on what everything that's going on around you. I mean, we talk about how, you know, this is like a suburb in a big city and everything's connected and blah, 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 blah. Well, there's stuff that will gain you points based on tiles existing on the entire table. So not just my town, but your town as well, and that person's town, and that person's town. Right. So as soon as somebody builds an airport, the amount of reputation or money that it's worth depends on how many airports there are out there. And as there are more and more airports appearing, each individual airport is worth more because there's more places where you can connect to. So the way that you buy tiles in this game is they're kind of like set up along this kind of like sliding thing of value. So there's like one tile that's cost you zero at the bottom, and then there's one tile that costs you... Like, like extra 10 up at the top. Yeah. And the longer something hangs around, the cheaper it gets. Mm -hmm. But if you want to get the one that just came out now, it's going to be super expensive. Yeah. So it's a question of how long are you willing to wait to grab something before somebody else is going to grab it. 
And if nothing on the display appeals to you, what you can do is you can buy any tile for the amount listed and flip it over. And on the back of every tile, there are lakes and lakes are all exactly the same. What lakes do is they gain you $2 for anything surrounding it. You know, like whatever there is touching your lake, if your lake touches anything, you're getting some money because people love to swim when it's hot out. It's just nice. And uh, lakes are always sort of there as a kind of an escape valve for when you're running out of cash. You can just put more lakes down. Uh, Most importantly, though, every time you take something and flip it over and turn it into a lake, that is something that somebody else can't get. And this sort of touches on a theme that recurs a lot in suburbia. We'll come back to this later. Um, Another theme that comes up in suburbia is uh, something that comes up in real life as well. The more humans are around, the more problems you're going to have. The scoreboard for suburbia has just a big scoreboard with numbers on it, and you move your little person along showing how big your population is getting, and that's nice. Every once in a while, though, as you're moving up and up this track, going from 21 to 22 to 23, more and more people, you're going to cross a red line. And uh, these red lines are sort of like population milestones. And every time you get to one of those, things get worse. Because there's more freaking people. Uh, Every time you have uh, more people, then, okay, your income goes down and your reputation goes down because people always cause problems. And oddly enough, if people decide that they hate your suburb so much that they're going to leave and your population goes down below one of these lines, that actually improves your, your income and your reputation, both of them. So in the early game, mostly what you care about is money. You want to build up a big sum of money so you can build lots of cool stuff. But it's points that are the only thing that matters in the late game. So you have to do this big rush for more population towards the end. Because if you try to get too many people early on, well, all those people are just going to clog up your city and you're just going to feel terrible. This place is too trendy now. We should leave. Yeah. It's, 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 nobody goes there anymore. It it's no too longer crowded. feels authentic. You know, I really want, I want to really want to live somewhere with a sense of like authenticity where I can really just like feel myself. Yeah. Ah, suburbia, hipsterism in yeah. miniature. I think the funniest thing about this whole like population markers that make them go down when it gets too popular is that the more people you have, the more often this happens. Nice. You know, at the very beginning, like I'm looking at the board here and the first time you cross that line is at 14 population between 14 and 15. And then it gets to the very end, like the board goes up to, I think, 150 and it goes like every other unit yeah. of population, it just goes down. By the time your population has reached 100, it's like every two people who arrive are going to make things worse. It's just you start attracting the dregs of humanity to your suburb. Gentrification. It just it just gets worse and worse and worse. Um, but lest you think that uh, you're simply going to be building for the mere sake of quantity above all else, uh, each player is also going to get a secret goal that they're trying to accomplish. And there's going to be some public goals out there as well. And these goals can give you bonus points at the end of the game. Goals like have the worst reputation at the table. Or goals like have more residential bits on your board than anybody else. Or have the least amount of lakes. Uh, it's always nice to have direction. It is. And, uh, and having these goals really does uh, sort of provide more of a sense of, okay, I know what I'm working towards here. It helps, you, it helps it to be more than just a question of mathing it out to simply get the highest population at mm-hmm. the end. Because these things make a big difference. Because of the fact that, in this, okay, this is another petty thing. If you're tied with somebody for a goal, nobody gets it. 
Nobody it gets is so petty. Anything. It's vicious. Every time you turn something into a lake, that's something that somebody else probably wanted. Uh, every time you invest in one of your uh, uh, one of your districts to double its ability, you have to remove something from the game, and that's almost certainly something that somebody else wanted. It's just this mean spirited little local politics feeling kind of thing. It's just vicious, and yet. It's silly, and this weird sort of sterile suburban look to the tiles kind of lets you read in whatever you want to it. I think my favorite thing about suburbia is the way that every time you play this game, your particular suburb winds up sort of taking on its own sort of personality as you imagine what it would feel like to live there. And you wind up comparing it to real-world cities, and before long, you wind up with this weird smorgasbord of urban hellscapes or beautiful bucolic little hideaways, all sitting around the same table. All right, that's it for Monday's SnakesCast episode. Join us again on Wednesday when we're going to talk about Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Jonathan is so excited. Can you tell? So excited. See you then!